What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in. It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and I'm currently without a personal Twitter account as of the time of this recording. Now, by the time you're listening to this, by the time I upload this, I could have it back. I don't know. Apparently, Twitter had this huge purge yesterday, uh, trying to spot bots and delete bot accounts and troll accounts. An admirable idea. I just it I, it bothers me a lot. One, I, I I put a lot into my Twitter account. Like that is a big deal for me. The reason any of you, the reason I have this gig right now with Locked On is because of what I've put out on Twitter. So it is it is very personal and very important to me. Uh, it might not be to some other people. Some people think might think it's a bit ridiculous that I put so much stake into it. Uh, that's fine. But it just it bothers me because I think, especially over the last couple of years. I think I've done a much better job of being more stable, of being more humble, of avoiding confrontation, of avoiding being intentionally mean to people. And trust me, there are people on Twitter who should not have social media accounts. Just shouldn't. Awful people, mean, nasty people who say horrible, horrible things about others. And yet those people went on and they, they were fine yesterday. No interruption yesterday. And my account got taken down temporarily. Bothers the hell out of me. Because I have been raised my whole life under the belief that if you are nice to people, good things will happen to you. And that's not always the case, right? I've tried to be nice. I think I have been. I've tried to put out content people enjoy. I've tried to speak up about issues that are important to me, like mental health. That's what happens. Tough week. Tough year. Speaking of tough, the Detroit Tigers. I don't know if that's a necessarily a great segue. Tigers lost last night 7-6. to six against the Minnesota Twins. It was admittedly a more interesting ball game than some of the recent affairs. One-run game, some some neat things went down. Let's talk about it. The Twins now in sole possession of first place in the American League Central Division. Uh, there's two stories that really stood out, at least for the Tigers. The obvious one, Miguel Cabrera went ham yesterday. Two for five, two runs scored, two home runs, and six RBIs, first time he's driven in six. That ties a career high. A great moment. And look, what you're what you're seeing now, Miggy's OPS now up to 729. Obviously, last night's game helped him quite a bit. Miguel Cabrera is not incapable of hitting for power at this point. There is still somewhere in the deepest depths of Miguel Cabrera's soul a guy who could hit 20 home runs a year. The problem is the streakiness. Like, Miggy had a great night last night. Two home runs, six RBIs, right? That's awesome. That's vintage Miguel Cabrera, even beyond vintage Miguel Cabrera. You know, that's prime Miggy. The problem is, he's probably going to follow this up with two weeks where he looks awful, and then he'll have uh, another week where he looks great. It's just, I think, given his health, given the knees, given the age, what we've seen from Miggy this year and last year, it's just, it's a microcosm of the player he's going to be, unfortunately. Because the bat-to-ball skills are still pretty solid, we are going to see those moments in which, you know, he's going to pop off and he's going to have a couple home runs. He's had two multi-home run games this year, had one early this season against the Royals and obviously had one last night. Not incapable of hitting for power, but a lot has to go right. Another disappointing season for Miggy, but uh, that was a nice little moment last night, especially getting one off of Sergio Romo, kind of a 2012 World Series flashback there. The other big story is Casey Mize pitched four and two-thirds innings, five hits, six earned runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Gave up two home runs as well. 
it was disappointing because I thought the first two innings, even though in the second inning he gave up some hard contact, I thought that his stuff looked as good as we've seen it since he got here, especially the fastball. Fastball was peaking at around 95-96 in the first inning, threw a pair of splitters in the first two innings, got swings and misses on both of them. You're like, all right, maybe maybe this will be a great moment for Casey Mize. You know, the Twins are trying to uh, fight for sole possession of first place in the American League Central. Maybe this will be a start we look back on and say, hey, that was the first great start of Casey Mize's career. It wasn't. In fact, you could argue it was maybe his worst. I can't go that far because he... He gave him some innings. I mean, four and two-thirds, I guess that counts. But I, I brought this up in my post game that I posted on the Lockdown Tigers Twitter account. But I'll, I'm going to talk about it here because I, I do think it is a salient point. I think it's a good point. I agree completely with the Tigers' decision to call those guys up when they did, especially Scooball and Mize. Paredes, not as much. I, I get why they did. But I think especially Scooball and Mize, the pitchers, I, I think they made the right decision. But it also needs to be said that it was the right decision given the circumstances. Ideally, these guys would have made, I've seen up to 20. I think McCoskey tweeted that he should have made 20 starts in AAA. I think somewhere between 10 to 20 starts. More more likely 10 to 15 starts in AAA would have done these guys a lot of good. And and even last year, last year when these guys were in AA and they were dealing, all three of these guys, and they looked great, and there were people who said, why not call them up? Why not call them up? I never agreed with that. I never agreed with the decision to call them up. One, it wasn't going to help anything. The team was openly tanking. They were going for the number one pick. They knew they had the capability of getting a number one pick as early as, you know, 40 games into the season. Calling these guys up would have done nothing. But unless you're generational, right? And maybe these guys are, but I'm talking like a Juan Soto or some all-time elite talent. There's a reason why we have a minor league system. There's a reason why even the, the absolute best players and pitchers go through sometimes two or three years in the minor leagues. Playing at the major league level is incredibly hard. Getting to the major league level is incredibly hard. And I I think the Tigers have handled these guys fairly well, and they were given a difficult choice with no minor league season. It was either keep these guys down all year, have them throw meaningless innings in the taxi squad down in Toledo, or call them up. They may struggle against major league talent, but at the very least, it would probably be better for their personal growth to face major hitters at the major league level. I agree with that decision. I think they made the right decision. I think that was the right call on Avila's part. I really do. And no matter what happens to these guys down the road, I think I will always stand by that claim. I think they made the right choice. But I think what it's led to is minor league pitchers with major league stuff pitching to major league batters, and the results have not been particularly great. The one There has been one real surprise, one real head-scratcher, and that has been Mize's command. Uh, I think some of the other stuff, like Scooball missing with his fastball every so often, or, or often, really, not even every so often, just often, is not that huge a surprise. We knew he was raw. We knew that this was a guy at the minor league level who probably got away with some so-so command because his stuff was just that good. You can't get away with it. Uh, in 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 the major leagues, and I think he's learned that rather quickly. The one real head scratcher has been Mize's command. I mean, this was a guy lauded for how good he was at locating all his pitches and throwing all of his pitches for strikes. He struggled with that. I mean, the the home runs he gave up yesterday uh, were pitches where he missed his his spot, and that's that's frustrating to watch. But as I brought up with Spencer Turnbull many a time on here, command is fixable, stuff is not. If a guy's peaking at 91, 92, he probably always will. If a guy's peaking at 95, 96 with great off-speed stuff like these guys have, 
fixing command and strike throwing issues, that that's an easier fix than just fixing stuff. And, and I do still think they'll be very good here. In general, as disappointing as it is seeing them struggle the way they have, I take very little out of this season, really. I, I take almost nothing out of this season. The pandemic, the COVID break screwed up everything, especially for the young players. And yet, it is weird that some other younger pitchers and younger position players who weren't as highly regarded as Miser Scooball have gotten called up and pitched some pretty good baseball. But at the same time, as I brought up before, those guys are put in better positions to succeed. They have better pitching coaches and better defense. And I, I really hope that with Gardy stepping down, and I I liked Gardy, but I think I hope that with Gardy stepping down, it allows the Tigers to reassess and really get just clean house and get a new staff here. I tweeted this out back when I had a Twitter that who who the Tigers hire at pitching coach is going to be so much more important than who the Tigers hire as manager, and I still believe that going forward. You need to build around th- this young set of arms that you have, uh, both in the minor leagues and at the major league level at this point with Mize and Scooball. You can't afford to screw this up. Okay, so that will do it for segment number one. Not much else really to talk about in, in that game. When I come back, I will preview today's pitching matchup, uh, tonight's pitching matchup, actually. Tigers starting the final series of the year, most likely, unless they, they have that doubleheader against the Cardinals. That is a makeup on Monday. Going up against the Kansas City Royals in Kauffman Stadium. We'll be right back. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gives you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. 
Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we are back, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in today on this, as of now, this Twitterless Thursday afternoon in which you're most likely listening to this show. Tigers tonight going up against the Kansas City Royals. This does have some implications. Tigers, I believe, only a game back of Kansas City, maybe even a half game. No, I think it's a full game back of the Royals for last place. I mean, if they lose out, uh, they could... They could potentially get as high as a number three pick, which you know could potentially salvage this season. You know, as, as weird as it sounds, especially with the stupid draft order being what it what it may end up being, getting another top five pick would be nice. Tonight's game, an eight oh five Eastern game against the Royals. Enough with the late start times. Start at seven, please. I feel like an old man saying that, but I don't know. It's I, I like it better. Six or seven, mwah, perfect start time for the regular season. On the mound for the Royals, you have Chris Bubik, <laughs> Bubik, uh, left-hander, a one and six, three nine seven ERA. Bubik will get Bubik. I don't. I think it's Bubik. Bubik will get the start for the final series opener of 2020. He gave up one hit and one run over five and a third innings with seven strikeouts on Saturday in Milwaukee. I've never seen this guy pitch. He hasn't pitched against Detroit this year. I know that probably provides really terrible analysis, but I don't lie to you guys. I I don't know. I know very little about this guy. I don't think he'll probably be in the game for long. I think they'll probably turn it over to their pen after several innings. And on the mound, for the Tigers, you have Michael Falmer making most likely his final start of the season. He comes in with an 0-2 record and an 8-1-7 ERA. Falmer completes his first season back from Tommy John surgery with one more start as a three-inning opener. He pitched three scoreless frames of one-hit ball last Friday against Cleveland. Probably his best outing of the season command was at its best stuff is, I don't know. It's not as explosive. Uh, and, and I think that was to be expected, but I thought as we, uh, progressed through this 60 game season, I thought in terms of pure stuff, we'd see a little bit more from Michael Fulmer in 2020. I'm not saying I expected the velocity to get back up to 98, but you look at baseball savant, the, the secondary numbers are not good. The advanced numbers are not good. He's given up hard contact. His command hasn't been great. The only thing that he's above average in has been, I believe, fastball spin rate, maybe fastball velocity. And I, even that's barely above average. I think he's in like the 56th percentile uh, at last I checked for fastball velocity, which compared to where he was is a major step down. But we knew that would happen. We knew that he would probably never be throwing 99-100 like he did at one point. I remember in 2017, I think he hit 100 in a game against the Padres. So it's been a disappointing season for Fulmer as he's tried to come back from Tommy John. Of all the things that I've watched so far in 2020 from the Tigers, I think the saddest thing has been Fulmer simply because I think Michael Fulmer has become kind of a poster child for this organization's malpractice when it comes to handling young pitchers. This was a guy who was a star. I mean, he was going to be so good here. You know, I don't think he was ever going to be as good as Verlander, but man, you watch this guy in 2016 and the first part of 2017, you said, I mean, this guy's going to be a perennial all-star and he was an all-star in 2017 and he struggled in 2018. I think, I don't think he was healthy in 2018, 
My guess is we're going to look back and say they probably should have shut him down in 2018, and the fact they pitched him in all those meaningless games, uh, it really is heart-wrenching knowing that this guy who had the potential to be a generational talent here, even if he hasn't completely fizzled out, it's obvious he'll never get back to the to where he was, and that's disappointing because I like the guy a lot. Everyone likes Michael Fulmer. He, he had some really great moments here. That 2016 season was one of those seasons I think we're going to look back on and be like, God, how'd that team not make the playoffs? They had a lot going for him that year. They had Verlander finishing second for the Cy Young, Fulmer with this unbelievable rookie season, Kinsler had a great year, Miggy had a great year, JD you know, coming off the, the IL, homering off of Chris Sale. There were some great moments, and they just – Weren't able to put it together when it mattered most. It was very disappointing. And Michael Fulmer, kind of one of the last vestiges that remains from what was the last good Detroit Tigers team in 2016. So sorry to depress people again. I don't know, not a whole lot to be happy about right now. The world is seemingly on fire, and I don't have a Twitter account. So I'm not not to say that. Uh, I'm aware of perspective. Like, that's not the end of the world, but it's just incredibly frustrating. So that will do it for today's show. If I get my Twitter account back, you can follow it at Castellani2014. Like I said, by the time you're listening to this, maybe I'll have it back. So that's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. Also, in the link to my personal Twitter account, which I think that I think it's still up. I think you can still access it. You'll find the link to my YouTube page. Uh, you can Please subscribe to that. It would be much, much appreciated. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. Always appreciate when people do that. You guys have been incredibly kind doing that lately, though I, th- I don't think I've gotten one recently, but the, the most recent ones have been very kind and very flattering, and I appreciate it. So hopefully tomorrow things will be better, and I'll have my stupid Twitter account back. I appreciate you guys tuning in very much. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.